welcome to episode 27 of the Journey to Bravery podcast. I'm Alicia Gregg, your host. As moms, I know we battle this constant fear, wondering if we're getting it right, if we're raising them well. So here on this podcast, we intentionally walk through learning how to train our children in the word so we can have confidence in knowing we did train them according to his truth. And then we can have peace and trusting God with the outcome. At the end of every episode, I leave you with a Brave Mom Challenge, which is designed to equip you with a way to apply the things we've learned to your parenting. I'm glad you're listening today, and I hope you'll subscribe and maybe even leave me a review. As promised, if you listened to the previous episode, then you know today I'm sharing five ways you can teach your children about sin. So without further ado, number one, instill a basic knowledge of what it is. You can do this by going over the Ten Commandments, talking about what they mean and breaking them down in simple terms that your kids can understand. Having them memorize the Ten Commandments is also a good way to get it etched on their conscience. If you have little ones in the home, I've actually left a link below to another Mommy Ministry YouTube channel called To Cultivate is the name of it. And she teaches you 10 hand signs for the commandments that make it really fun and super easy for your kids to learn and remember. I do want to mention in reference to teaching them about the 10 commandments, um, number six, do not murder. God takes that to the intentions of the heart and considers hate hate for your neighbor to be like murder in his eyes. So when my children are acting out in anger towards their siblings, they are breaking that sixth commandment. But be sure to check out her video because I found it to be a tremendous help. And along with memorizing them, taking it a step further. For those of you who have children around the age of six and up, taking time to biblically meditate on each one so they can reflect on what it truly means and take inventory of that sin in their life. Sometimes we break these commandments without even realizing. So slowing down and focusing on one commandment at a time will highlight those areas in their life. And then you can get into discussion about how you can better resist that sin or turn from it. In the meditation, what you're doing is focusing on the truth of scripture and allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to you and show you new and hidden things about his truth and also what's in you. It's not really a self-reflection or pulling from within like some of the new age meditation, but rather it's allowing room for you to be taught by the Holy Spirit who is your teacher. Number two, Use God's law in times of discipline. We have to do this in a very loving way, mamas, because if not, it may feel like we are throwing it in their face and condemning them. And we don't want to use God's word to make our children feel that way, even unintentionally. However, we can take their misbehavior and remind them that they have a responsibility to honor God first Using the Ten Commandments to point them back to the one in ultimate authority is a great way to help them turn from their sin and feel godly sorrow for what they've done, which then leads them to repentance. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 teaches us that truth. One of the ways that 
I disciplined my children with the Ten Commandments is by asking open-ended questions like, first, can you tell me what you did? (laughs) Do you think that it's wrong? What does God's law say about that? Those are just a few examples of some questions I asked them. And then I will use that opportunity as a teaching moment if they can't identify it themselves. By doing this, they develop a habit of reflecting on their actions, holding themselves accountable to God and coming to realize on their own how they have sinned against him and their parents or whoever the interaction was with, but it's always with God first. Now, if your children are younger than six or don't quite understand just yet, you can still use times of discipline as a biblical teaching opportunity. With my three-year-old, I will say something like, you know, just like mommy and daddy have rules in our house and you have rules at school to follow, so does God. And then you can go through them and explain which rule they broke and then lead them in prayer so they learn how to ask for forgiveness. And as far as commandment number six, you can say, um, do not hurt others (laughs) for the younger ones. Please remember, this is not about earning salvation by abiding by the law. It's about using it as our guide to live lives that honor him. We use it to train and discipline ourselves to know right from wrong, not to qualify or make ourselves right before God because only the blood of Christ can do that. Number three, practice repentance. In this, they confess their sin to God, which is an important habit to develop for a growing Christian. In the disciplining, they've learned how they've sinned against God and others. They've been able to identify what law they've broken. And now they have the opportunity to offer that sin up to Christ whom died for it and receive mercy. This not only reinforces the law in their minds, but it trains their heart to learn from that sin and crave righteousness instead. In those moments of repentance, their heart softens as they humble themselves in asking forgiveness and confessing their wrongdoing. They become remorseful and tenderhearted toward the person they've wronged. This genuine churning of their heart is what restores relationships and sets them back on the path with a biblical mindset and a godly attitude. 2 Timothy 2.24-26 And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Mamas, we are the servants of the Lord, commissioned with this task of raising up the next generation to know him, love him, and abide in him. But we must be able to teach them in humility, when their behavior is opposed to God and leading them back to the truth and in their sorrow, guiding them through a genuine practice of repentance. Number four, model repentance to your children. We can't teach and hold them accountable and not practice that ourselves. Titus 2, 7 says, and you yourselves must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. 
Further down in verse 14, it says, He, Jesus, gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary, so don't let anyone disregard what you say. And mamas, we know the best way to teach our kids something is by showing them how to do it. By modeling repentance, we reinforce the truth that our responsibility to do right is to God first. As a parent, I'm responsible to God too. I also have to do my best to present myself as an approved worker for him. And sometimes that means I am humbling myself to my children and asking their forgiveness for any way that I may have hurt them. It's to honor God first, yes, but to also be sure my relationship with my children isn't becoming unnecessarily strained in any way. I'm also a child of God and I have a responsibility to steward my relationship with him that is genuine and of integrity. Let me tell you, mama, our children seeing this in us is a tremendous encouragement, not something they will easily forget. It sets the environment in our homes to be one of humility and repentance. So mamas, we must be the leaders of repentance in our homes. Number five, and this is a personal favorite of mine, pray for conviction and that they would be caught in their sin. The more we can catch them in the act, the more opportunity we have to train them with a God-honoring response to their sin. Each time they make a bad choice and I don't know about it, as mom, I miss the opportunity to shape them by God's truth and train them in these biblical practices. But here is where conviction comes in. John 16, 8. And when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world of its sin. Later in verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. As mom, I won't see or even know about everything my children decide to do. There will be bad choices they make that I probably won't ever know about because I can't always be right there beside them. But the Holy Spirit we know is always with them and he is responsible for convicting them of their sin. The good news is, is that I don't parent alone. God is with me in it. So at the same time, I'm praying that he would convict them. I also want to point that feeling out to my children. I want them to have a heightened awareness for when they are being convicted. So they're not quick to lean towards brushing off their sin, but to, to stop and really notice it and think about what's happening and then opt to practice self-control and be obedient to God's nudging. Before we sign off today, I want to share a quick conviction testimony with you. About a year ago, my little Elijah was five and I asked him to go into my room and get my phone off the bed. While he was there looking around, his eyes wandered to the bookshelf where he saw an opened package of mommy's special chocolate. <laughs> 
I'm guilty. Sometimes when I go to the store, I'll get a little more expensive treat for myself. I love dark chocolate salted caramels. They are my favorite. And I will be honest, I don't typically share these ones with my kids. (laughs) So there he is all by himself, no one in the room to tell him no. But because he had been taught conviction. He knew how to recognize it and understood that was God's way of keeping him from doing wrong. He stood there and he battled his temptation, resisted and overcame. He grabbed my phone and ran out of the room. If we hadn't talked about conviction, he may have been much quicker to ignore that feeling. But because he knew it was God, he felt a deeper responsibility to do what was right, even though no one would have ever known that he ate one of my chocolates. Later, we were reading through the book of Daniel, and we were at the part where Daniel rejects the king's fancy foods. Because of his strong convictions, he couldn't dishonor God by defiling himself with the foods God told him not to eat. And that's when my little Elijah decided to tell me how he had done the same exact thing. Now, here's the cool part, the part that he'll never forget, and neither will I. Before we started our Bible lesson, as an incentive for them to listen, I would ask them three questions. And after they answered the questions, they would get one of mommy's special chocolates as a reward. (laughs) Remember, it's extra special because I usually don't share them, but I really felt led to do it this time. So when he told me the story, I was excited to tell him what God was doing because before I chose my chocolates as our reward for Bible time, I had no idea. It was the very thing the enemy was tempting him with just hours before. And I got to tell him, honey, because you were faithful and obedient, God is now rewarding you with the thing you wanted, but chose not to take without permission. You chose to honor me, honor him, and now you still get the chocolate, but without all the guilt and discipline. You deserve it, baby. So mamas, as you point out sin in their life, be sure to point out the times they have chosen to be obedient. Celebrate them for those wins because they are a big deal. The Brave Mom Challenge for this week is to start putting to practice these five things. Maybe for right now, it's only one of them, and that's totally fine. The best thing that you can do is just commit to getting started. In the show notes, I've left a quick reference of these five ways to teach your children about sin, and you can either screenshot that or write them down somewhere. Mama, if you enjoyed this episode, would you please reach out and let me know with a review? Or you can even join our Brave Moms Facebook group and even check these messages out on YouTube if you prefer video format. I've left all those links and info below for you. I'm going to be praying for you, Mama, that God will fill you with a desire to commit to training your children diligently in the Word by giving you the patience, the stamina, and the wisdom that you need. Be sure to check back next Monday, or better yet, hit the subscribe button. Until next week, be brave, mamas. Oh, 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 o